0: Welcome, everyone, to the Mystics Podcast. I am Riz the Wiz, psychic medium, trance channel, author, and shaman. I'm here with the amazing lady-o, my wonderful wife, Araya. And um, I always like to say that you are the para to my normal, the super to my (laughs) natural. And here we are.
1: Here we are. We finally did it. We've been trying to do a podcast forever. And finally, we pulled it together enough with our busy schedules Yeah. And raising our kids together and everything, it's been a really intense decade.
0: Yeah. So for those of you you who, who know us and have been with us for the last decade and a half, as we've been doing our paranormal work, our psychic work, thank you for dropping in. And for those of you who don't know us or what we're about, we're going to tell you a little bit about our history and share with you our adventures into the unknown and what we have discovered in the psychic realm
1: we have discovered first of all that we can pretty much handle almost anything paranormal i mean i haven't tested us fully completely to the limits that still could happen but we have lived amongst the paranormal with with spirits walking in and out of our house around the property i have we have i mean stories i don't think we've ever lived anywhere where there
0: wasn't a lot of spirit activity and sometimes we wonder is it because I'm a medium, and so I'm just going to feel it. But you
1: wonder <laughs> because you're like feel- a beacon of light that attracts moths. Like you attract <laughs> spirits. It's ridiculous. I mean, I have had some childhood experiences. You know, of seeing ghosts and stuff, which I, I'll share what later. Was, for what sure. What was your but, first
0: experience as a kid?
1: Oh man, I was um, well. You know, as a kid, for some reason, kids. I mean, obviously, we can we can detect spirits and and in different dimensions when you're a child like you can really feel and see them more many kids have that experience but i would see them at the foot of my bed i would see them walking down the hall my you know our kids i didn't didn't even know this yeah
0: like i knew of a couple of specific experiences but i didn't know that you saw oh yeah walking down the hall
1: i did and it was kind of like it was just something that was just natural like i just figured that's what people do you just see you share space with ghosts and so i didn't really know anything different it wasn't something to really discuss it was when i became an adult Mm. that is when it Mm. really like i started to realize that this is not this is not a joke like these are real beings like what about the time when you were sitting in the living room and you looked outside the windows and you're like who's that guy walking oh in our house yeah
0: yeah i thought it was the gardener or there was someone who was walking onto our property and we lived in a hundred year old house on top of this hill uh in Malibu and this house was it with the same family for how many years since 100 years yeah and I think this was the great-grandfather who was patrolling the house yeah and this specter entity ghost was not see-through or floating this was literally like as a soft, 3D white, as you are right like here like
1: opaque but like fuzzy not
0: for me it was as clear as you're sitting here
1: right yeah. now. yeah I mean it was material like a physical it almost looked completely physical to us Yeah, so
0: i mean i got up and and as soon as i opened the door he vanished
1: and this that was going on for many many years so like i I would say probably we saw that particular ghost about seven years straight and the kids would see them well it's interesting
0: about the kids so we have five kids between us they're all my bonus kids four girls and a boy and when when kylie and lennon were what, four and six years old. Um, I remember one of them saying that they saw the gardener and it was nine o'clock on a Saturday night. <laughs> That's and right. I said, he, what's he doing here so late? I went, oh goodness. The biggest here complaint
1: I think they've had is in bed, they would f- see the doorknob turn like this and mm. the door just creak open and no one's standing there. This and is they several said this, times a week. Yeah, this was happening regularly mm-hmm. and they got used to it. They got to the point where they just knew that they had to fall asleep. And they had to go to school in the morning, or they just had they had no choice but to like just put up with it. But what about when we first moved in to the most haunted house, the one on Las Flores? Mm-hmm. And we first moved in, and the Native American boy—we yeah. didn't know he was a Native American boy until we shared this with the neighbor, and the neighbor said that there's a painting in the attic of a Native American boy, and that's where we heard all the noise. Right. That was all the ruckus, right?
0: Right. Because that was the day that we were, we just moved into this house and it was, uh, I think maybe the second or the third day, only you and I were in the house and we were unpacking some stuff in the kitchen and we heard suddenly what sounded like pots and pans banging (laughs) on the second floor.
1: It was crazy. And we're not
0: talking that it was just one bang or something fell. First of all, there was nothing upstairs. We hadn't taken anything out of boxes yet. And-
1: Well, there was no one home.
0: Right, but do you, remember, just, remember do you remember, I remember we, we stopped yeah. and looked
1: at each other and we right. just stared at each other mm. and our eyes got really big and we were like, Yeah, there's no one in the house. Mm. And there was literally, it sounded like pots and pans banging upstairs in the attic. And
0: I looked at you and said, What are you going to do?
1: Right. And he's like, Well, who's going to go up there? And I said, Well, you're the medium. <laughs>
0: Those are the moments <laughs> where you have to remind me that I'm the medium. Those are the moments <laughs> I want you to forget so that I'm went, the medium. Well, and for I, you to go.
1: I went up first you know up the steps and that's when i felt the cold there was that little bit of cold air okay
0: so we went to the top you went kind of i was by the bathroom window there's a bathroom upstairs and then there's this little hallway and that's where the door was to the upstairs kind of loft attic which is where this unbeknownst to us was a painting was found of this native american boy Mm -hmm. by the by the previous owners and um you felt it go by you, mm-hmm. and I saw your hair move. Now right. there was no it was like wind. A wind.
1: Yeah, there and was no wind. There was wind. no wind up there.
0: The window was not open,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I saw your hair move, and I caught it, and then I felt it move past me, and we both oh,
1: oh, we both heard the
0: sound. It was like a. I think you just
1: whoom. brought that whoom. spirit back.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I I felt it just yeah. go right through. The it
1: wall. was exactly like that. Yeah. There were so many experiences. What about the time when I was at the kitchen sink and I felt somebody draw the letter O on my back? I mean, I almost like said, Mm -hmm. okay, we're done. Yeah, We're out of here.
0: Did you do anything? Did you ask them to stop? At that point, you you had known how to to actually communicate. Right, right. but
1: I didn't put my foot down until many, many months of interactions at night with ghosts Mm. in our bedroom and I was starting to go to sleep, like, okay, what's gonna happen now? Like, mm. do I have to dress? Every
0: night was an adventure. Yeah,
1: like, it? what do I have to protect myself and wear like special gear? Like, what do I have to do? Like, I'm like in the hot spot. And so we would go to sleep and it was like this freeway. It was like a train depot yeah. of of beings. It felt like coming in it and out, like a portal. Down.
0: Yeah, it calmed down after a while. It but...
1: did, but I remember I had to take control. Yeah, That was in the early days, way back. And I took control of the bedroom Um, and I said, okay, that's it. And I really had to talk. This
0: is sacred ground over here. But
1: but then we realized, we're like, well, they can be here with us as long as they don't interrupt us and they don't disturb us. Well, it's because those
0: spirits, right, they've been there for so long that they kind of, as you guys know, they claim ownership of a space. But you have to have those conversations, right, to tell them, hey, Mm -hmm. now we're here. Like it's our turn. It's cool as long as you don't interfere and, and do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just like dealing with friends. You know, you can come over and just don't mess up my house. <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: Don't make a lot of noise. I don't want to hear you because honestly, you know, I, I really can't control, you know, no one can control ghosts or paranormal or spirits coming in and out of any space. But I, I made agreements, I would say, with them. You
0: can't do it without a conversation. And for them to actually be able to feel that you are making sense to them, mm-hmm. right? They have to be able to, to feel that.
1: I mean, I have always felt them, but I didn't feel they were in, being intrusive anymore. Like they stopped bothering me <laughs> when I started to negotiate with them. Do you think them. that they
0: can get into your dreams? Because I've had people, clients have asked it's me that. It's happened to
1: that, you. I, I think it's happened to you because you've woken up many times hearing people whisper in your ear mm-hmm. these conversations are starting to make me have chills like i'm getting so nervous it's been because i can me feel this, the this energy my like life. the hairs are going up on my arm
0: but for me it's been that way my whole life right yeah so that first started for the first paranormal experience so i had my first mediumship experience before my first paranormal experience so i was seven years old this is in New York City, and my mom took me to one of her girlfriend's houses, one of my aunties, one of my Indian aunties. And I was sitting, this is in in Queens, New York, and we lived in the Bronx, so we took the subway and went over to her house, and I'm sitting there bored because I'm a little kid and you can't, unless there's another little kid, what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. You're just gonna wait for your mom to finish hanging out with her girlfriend. And I remember sitting like this, and I was staring at this couch and out of nowhere, I just blurted out, an old man died on that couch. And I just kind of bored again. And they stopped talking and the auntie comes over to me and she goes, what What did you say? And I said, an old man died on that couch. I don't know why I said it. She goes, do you see him? And my mom was trying to interrupt going just, I don't know why he's saying that and she said no she said my father died on that couch last year this my mom didn't know this obviously I didn't know it I was seven years old and she said do you see him and I I said I didn't see him I didn't hear him I just said it Mm -hmm. it was a knowing um I'm glad I didn't see him I probably would have freaked out at that age I was a I was like scared of the dark and things like that Mm -hmm. um and there was no other message other than I knew that he was he was drinking tea when it happened and she said that was true mm-hmm. that he actually did like have a heart attack or something and passed away and there was no great profound message other than i knew he was okay and she said is he okay i said he's happy he's happy and my mom was really silent she you know in indian culture it's interesting because they believe in it and at the same like you know in india astrology and reincarnation and this deep History of things that feel very, that are very otherworldly, and then you, you experience it, but it's in your own house. And they weren't like I didn't. I was a medium who's wasn't like my grandmother was a medium or my parents were just academics, as you know. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that who've been coming, getting readings over the, all these years. That I didn't come from that background. My influence was hip hop, heavy metal, and WWF. Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Me too. And that was that was who I looked up to. Were those people? Is a power, Mm -hmm. you know. There was a power in their being, and I was a shy kid, and that's what brought it out for me. And um, that's that's where I how I became kind of like who I am. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it was paranormal. You asked me what was my first paranormal experience, so that was it.
1: Well, I feel like um, you know it's interesting as you've gotten older, you have embodied and become more of this like guardian in between worlds. Like that's what it looks like to me. Like it, yeah. it seems that way because in one way you have, you're very sensitive to when there's energies in the room and that's how you're able to give messages. But at the same time, I also feel this barrier where you're like the earth barrier where you're like, you know, it's like a gatekeeper in a way, mm-hmm. like what, what's gonna come through or not. Cause people have asked me over the years, do they bother him? Do the do spirits bother him? Do they? How does he turn it off? Is it? Is there spirits constantly talking to him? And you know, I mean, yes and no. If you want it to be that way, you will have spirits talking to you twenty four seven. Yeah, I've seen it when you're open to that, but it takes kind of guts. Like I've met other mediums who felt pushed around and felt like um, got, spirits were like intruding in their everyday right. life. And they always were fascinated that that doesn't happen to you.
0: I'm like the dog, the bounty hunter. And know, I was world.
1: like, have you seen him? Like, they're, they're not going to mess well, with them know, at all. they know
0: that. And the, yeah. the, what they know is, right, because it's not my physical presence. Maybe it is, I don't know, because we do have an aura, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, That I began mean, at, at seven years yeah. old. I'm 52 now, so it's I've spent the majority of my life Having experiences that are very personal and very real in my world, Mm -hmm. um, and people who I've been teaching or giving readings to, you can't explain this work really. It's trying to explain the unexplainable,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? But you better have stamina to do this work. Yeah. That's why I I try to tell everybody listen, take it slow. You know, if you really want to do this kind of work, take it slow.
1: Yeah, you have to. I'm like, um, you know, the, we were talking earlier about. For a second, we mentioned that I was an empath and intuitive, and you know, there's a certain way that you can sense spirits through your physical being. Like I use my whole body. I'm a Taurus, and I I use my my senses, all my senses, to mm. feel if there's a presence in the room. Well, I've
0: seen you break down and cry in places where I didn't, because I'm not an empath, mm-hmm. and where for me it's more, I don't know, um, it's more psychic. Mm-hmm. And for you, like
1: it's almost you like break the wor- down and
0: cry. I've seen you yeah. also. I've seen you laugh. You go, these people are hilarious here.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the, spirits, the I mean. world's mm-hmm. um, the veil is very thin for me in mm-hmm. the sense like I I feel like I can walk in between dimensions in some respects because my senses are attuned to different vibrations so I can feel if there's shifts in the room I could feel energy moving in a room mm. it's like it's like an x-men quality well, you know I've also, but I've developed that over the years that wasn't I mean I've had it since well I you was are young. Jean
0: Grey that's that's, no, that's I've always felt this. it's not just the red hair and you are Gene Grey you've had and it's not just me as a reader as a medium who has said this about you but we have met some talented readers around the world in our travels and they have said you have your you have your finger on the pulse of of a mass consciousness. Mm -hmm. You always feel what's happening with the people in the world or what's happening in a city. We've in different cities where we've landed, you have said to me, um these people are are like living in the future or they're stuck in the past and has nothing to do with what the place looks like. This is this happens when we land Mm -hmm. in the airport in a new place. You've said it.
1: You know, I've tested my skill set out, it's kind of like a theory. I had a theory or a feeling about something and I wanted to see if I was accurate, so I tested it out. And Mm. you know which way I tested it? Was through my cell phone, through looking at social media. I have literally tested and felt what people are feeling that I know through the internet, through my phone, through social media, which I know some people can do this. And you know how I tested it? Is I would contact those people because I knew who they were and I'd call them or text them and ask them, are you feeling this right now? Is this what's happening to you right now? Are you looking at this or feeling this right now? And they would say, yes, that's exactly what's going on. I definitely feel that.
0: So what's amazing is though, but you felt the emotions of those spirits who have inhabited, Mm -hmm. haunted houses. Oh yeah. Spaces.
1: Oh yeah. I get very emotional. Um, I can walk into a space and if I feel there was heavy trauma, like if there was a murder or Mm -hmm. something, I would just like, like, it's just very ominous and it's very sad.
0: I have actually been in places with you where it didn't look spooky. There was no evil history that we knew of. I mean, we've done it in, in just a parking lot. We were going into CVS, Mm -hmm. you know, on the way to a paranormal shoot. Mm-hmm. and you have said something terrible has happened here mm-hmm. or you felt sad suddenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not That's just- That's my m- big
1: clue is if I feel really sad. Mm. That's when I start to know, cause there's like a depth and yeah. like a heaviness to the area and I could tune in and feel it before I even get there. Mm. And by the time I get there, I'm starting to get waves of emotion, waves of emotion of what that, what happened in that house or what happened to that person. I could feel the energy.
0: And so then that is something that you have to learn to control because.
1: Oh yeah, that can really.
0: The imprint, the psychic imprint is, is everywhere. Yeah. People can feel that there's a vibe Mm -hmm. in in all spaces. There's a vibe. Some have a stronger one or not, but as you're, as you're going through these, and I I personally have always felt when there's portals or dimensions, I go, this spot is a portal for that spirit to come through. And it is always a spot or two in somebody's house or whatever place we're in. And it is literally a feeling, and it's not just temperature. It's an internal wave that happens through me. Mm -hmm. And I know in that moment, it's almost like I could pass out or go to sleep. Oh, wow. Because when I channel the spirit guides, you know, I'm I'm a trance channel, so I leave, my consciousness pretty much leaves my body Mm -hmm. so the guides can come and speak through me.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And, And you guys, maybe you guys don't know some of you are watching we've had an event called the circle of light for the last 11 years in la weekly and twice a week sometimes so there's over two thousand channeling circles that i've done
1: yep live
0: and that's yeah over 2000 mm-hmm. at this point and i channel for four hours every single time and there's a group of people in our living rooms or in yoga studios or spiritual centers they they come and it's usually about 40 to 50 people and we're there for four hours and the spirit guides are inhabiting my body these mm-hmm. are highly evolved teachers wisdom teachers they've they are not incarnating anymore their souls are at that advanced teacher level that's what a spirit guide is and so the different beings that i've channeled i think probably close to 100 different guides i've channeled
1: mm-hmm. would you say oh yeah easily. I mean, we have
0: we have so we have enough material transcribed yeah. for 10 books that's true so those circles which are still ongoing, and if you guys would like to drop in, you're more than welcome to come to LA and come to one of our circles. Everyone gets a personal message. And earlier you were saying, well, some people just aren't cut out to do give messages for four hours, right? It's just like we're all all the people who are it doing takes mystical a lot of work. Energy. Yeah, we have to to handle our energy. Mm-hmm. So how are you handling the energy as an empath? Because this is. It's like your, your nervous system and your emotional system have to go through this. You
1: know, at first I thought it was because I had five kids that, that really helped me to like handle anything. Yeah, I right? think that would like, do like, it. Like that would be like what if my first If you can raise five, is.
0: raise five kids, you probably can but do anything. But if you go
1: back in time, yeah. I actually was experiencing these heavy empathic emotions since I was very young. Mm. So I would walk in a room with all my family members or different, you know, relatives, I would be just, standing there usually I was in the observing you know although I if I wanted to be the life of the party I would and I would laugh and talk to everybody and have fun but most of the time I was really fascinated in the feelings that I would have if the if the room was jubilant or if the room was heavy Mm. and there was moments where I felt somehow very personal like it felt very personal for me so I don't know it was like it was like at first I thought it was my emotion that I was having, but I realized it was could have been my aunt's emotion, but I didn't know that that's what I was feeling.
0: Have you ever heard voices? In the, and I don't mean in your head, I mean out here, because I have.
1: You're the only one I know that ha- can hear that. Like, yeah. I ha- I can hear them in my head right. once in a while, mm-hmm. it, but you're the only one that gets-
0: So I know like, the you difference- you think
1: because... someone's in the room talking, they're like, did you call out to me right now or did you say my right. name?
0: So that's, I actually hear them yeah. with my ears, mm-hmm. not in my head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know, how do I know the difference because I can feel the breath mm-hmm. by my ear.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like an energy, like a little fuzziness probably. It, right? like it
0: feels fuzzy mm-hmm. but it, it it has felt like a breath sometimes like a person. Yeah oh. um, that began do you, do you know oh here's a little trivia question for you. Do you know who the first spirit the actual face or the being or the actual spirit I saw in the dark?
1: oh yeah i think you told me
0: how could you forget who i rest? do remember you do
1: yeah abraham lincoln yeah
0: that's right yeah i was eight years old and so abraham lincoln is a spirit guide. There's, there's been a few um mediums over the last century who have channeled messages from him and he appeared and didn't say anything but i i just saw him. i was going up the stairs in my house and going to bed and the floor was creaking and it was very shadowy but literally out of the darkness i saw his face i saw the top of his jacket and suit and he gave me the most beautiful warm smile like a knowing um maybe we knew each other in a past life i don't how do you explain that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you're eight or nine years old
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know you're you're not under the influence of anything Mm -hmm. and I just took it as that he was one of my guides mm-hmm. and, and, and over the years I have as a psychic gotten some messages from him, not a ton, but that was the first time I actually really saw it. And how do you, you know, so many people have these experiences and they go, no one's going to believe me. Well, they don't, they don't have to believe you. This is a truth. That's for you to know, mm-hmm. right? The psychic world, how can you, it's endless as you've experienced.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to know that, you know, I thought it was just certain people that can experience it, but unless it just comes in groups or clusters, but all of our kids have experienced their own individual mm-hmm. interactions with mm-hmm. spirits from the other side, or they can hear them or they can see them or felt them. But honestly, I think maybe and it has- what, what <laughs> the was cats
0: know. The cats know. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Our cats are so special. We love them.
0: Yeah. We have two black cats and yeah. one mutt.
1: our familiars
0: these are our familiars they are the watchers and we have seen not just the cats but our dog as well Mm -hmm. has stared at things flying through the room they've we've watched them track things when we knew it wasn't a fly it wasn't a laser pointer or something it was it was a spirit and they actually have sat and stared at things together in the middle of the room.
1: it's true, and I see them tracking things and looking at corners and watching things, mm-hmm. and you look and there's no there's no bug or anything. They're just, they're looking. You- but yeah, I mean, I was just thinking like, when I was talking about the kids, I just know that because of our conversations in the house, mm-hmm. and I think it's because our energy and our attunement is always to the unseen or the unknown, or we're always tuning in in different ways while we're doing anything. It's like a very multi-dimensional lifestyle. Um, while we're doing that, the kids are so used to it and naturally children are attuned to that. So if you they're open. if you stay open as an adult or parents to your kids and let them feel and not shut that down, it's very natural for them to open that, those doors. And I felt like that is probably why they got so comfortable mm-hmm. and they were able to like start like, oh yeah, there's the ghost again, or oh well, yeah, my door opened wrong. again. I right.
0: Mean, how old was Alex when she saw that little boy and she freaked out? And, and Alex house.
1: also saw that statue turn by the mirror. She That's had a, right. And every day she would come home and it was turned mm-hmm. and she would turn it back. Mm-hmm. And that just kept happening.
0: Mm-hmm. And and they weren't intruding on her space, but they were letting her know, hey, we're here.
1: And what was really funny, it was now her Egyptian statue. And you know how she feels about Egypt. Well, she
0: has her past life, Exactly. Right? So that started when, what, she was 16? Or when she was little, and I think she was, what, eight or nine when that happened mm-hmm. when she saw the little boy oh in the house? yeah
1: i was there with her that day okay. i witnessed the whole thing and she saw she was white as a ghost i mean she i've never seen her so scared i mean she was terrified and it was like a little boy just walked right up to her and it was like in the house mm. and it was like if a neighbor kid came over. So that over. kind
0: of thing, but you never made it wrong. So no. she stayed open. If, yeah. you, if you make that wrong, then the kid is gonna shut down mm-hmm. or the kid is gonna go, that doesn't exist. It's true. And you have to keep, keep them open.
1: Imagine in this world, if we just interacted multidimensionally in a very relaxed way, everybody did. And we just assumed and talked and interacted and listened to beings. That's right. Because, From the other side, so in then different dimensions. Is, then Could you what, imagine the whole world was like that?
0: You know, some cultures are more like that, and I, the whole world was like that. You would have such a greater understanding of right. your Wouldn't place that in the take universe. care of a
1: lot of fear?
0: Yeah. And I think that the ghosts will stop bugging everybody, too, because they're like, oh, so they're used right. to us now, so what's the point of scaring them?
1: Right. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy because, and, you know, we're going to talk about this in future shows, we're going to talk about UFOs. <laughs> we have a lot of experiences we're gonna do an, with we're UFOs. We're going to do several
0: episodes just on um, yeah. what we've experienced in our personal lives with with seeing them flying over our house and over the ocean where Yeah, we because live.
1: there's the physical visual, yeah. right, mm-hmm. that you can see them. Mm-hmm. You can actually see the ships, and we have do- seen them, documented them. Mm-hmm. We have had our telescope. We've seen them. But we've also had so many psychic experiences and felt them so We're going to share all of that here on this yeah. show
0: for you guys in episodes coming up yeah right and we let's why don't we do this why don't we show some even the videos of orbs flying through our house yeah and different we have i think we have some footage of ufos also and i'm going to check my phone and we're going to show that to you guys <laughs> and that's going to be in episodes to come but right but Did we, we even, just say, we
1: haven't even gotten around to all the various hotels we've stayed at around oh, well, the let's world. do that
0: next episode
1: and we walk in and riz goes okay right do your thing and i'm like oh god you Gene have to Greg. clear the
0: hotel room because i'm there to work and i don't need to be having right. work at and the hotel room in, then work and work at I the audit like spot the next clean day clean
1: the place out like the freaking bodyguard
0: <laughs> so, well i want to thank i want first one thank you for sharing those stories with me because i actually it's so good to actually re- remember some of these things and go down memory lane with you right we never have a chance to so let's do that yes. on the show and share it with, with everyone yeah thank you guys for watching of course Join us next time. And don't forget to hit that like, comment, and subscribe. And we're totally open to your questions and share some of your paranormal experiences and your mystical experiences with us. And we'll address them and and answer some of your questions during the podcast. So keep it magical. That's how you keep it real.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: Peace.